0: Good morning. Peace be with you. We have some announcements this morning. I'd like to direct your attention to the bulletin and our insert here. We had uh, quite a uh, successful presentation on Thursday in regards to suicide prevention. And I've heard wonderful things coming from a uh, rather dark subject, but one that we need to shine light on in order to equip us uh, to be able to see it in those uh, around us, especially in those that we love. So, uh, if you were there, I'm grateful. If you weren't, um, you there are several that were there, and 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 uh, perhaps it'll be something that we can do in the future uh, again. It's it's that important. So, thank you, Karen, for putting that together and all your tireless work for that, and. And it's not just that one program that she's done, there have been several, and it's a lot of work, and she does it with a smile on her face. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Today is indeed Mission Sunday, and we have the Mission Jar out there, so please uh, give accordingly to what your heart directs we are in the midst of putting together a church directory and gathering information, updating information and so forth. I've looked at the directory since I got here and there are a lot of people on there that I don't know, which is um by now would be is kind of odd, but now when I take a look at some of these people I know that they have moved away. And so maybe this is something where we get together a committee. <laughs> <laughs> And figure out what to do with these things, or we just leave it the way it is. But it it's, can be, I guess, confusing to some. Um, but who, who these people are, why they're still on there. I know that there's instances where sometimes names are bold, sometimes they're not. Um, all of these things. So um, we're trying to put this thing together, but we do need your help. How can you help? Pray. And also fill out uh, the forms with updated information. In, you know, cell phones if, if you're uh, inclined to give that to you. Email addresses, making sure that your physical address is, is you know, correct. All that good stuff. I'd appreciate that. And Ashley's putting it together uh, with um, Joan Fry is helping, right? And um, lots of people are, put, are coming together to do this. And I'm still looking for my friend Scott Young. I haven't seen him in a bit, but he's a photographer and we might even take your picture. If that's okay, otherwise, you know, uh, well, I can draw a picture for you or something like that. But, but let's let's get this together. It is important. Now, it is also on our website the older version, and that can be printed out. But what we're looking to do is actually have a hard copy. In my mind's eye, I see. We have this wonderful spiral uh, tool in there that I don't know how to use, but you clunk it down and then you take that plastic spiral. I think that would be a nice thing. So it's a work in progress just to let you know and we'll keep you updated as, thanks. Susan. That would be great, did you hear that? It might be helpful to know if you, rather, it might, it would be very helpful to let Ashley know what you would like to see in the directory. What kind of information is important to you? I think, uh, you know, so you let let her know, okay? Uh, that would be really great. We would appreciate your input on that. Thank you, Susan. Okay, and the f- church office is closed on the 4th of July. Did the 4th of July sneak up on anybody this year? I mean, it's on the same day every year, but... Wow, huh? When did that start happening to you, Jeff? I mean, you're older than I am, but I mean, when <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I mean, huh? Yeah, well, I got—I shouldn't talk, but uh, I'm an I'm early achiever on those things. But it snuck up on me. But let us uh, know that we are closed to the office on the 4th, and may it be a celebration realizing how much it cost, in order for us to have the freedom that we enjoy here in this country, this great country, and that we are Americans. And there's a cost that came for that, but there's also a wonderful benefit in being it. Maybe may we celebrate that. And you can read the rest. We have portals of prayer that just came in. I encourage you guys to grab that and read that on a daily basis. There's some in the narthex. There's some over there in the uh, social hall area in the, the lobby there. Um, and so please grab those. Let us um, stand up. We have Bang with us again today. Thank you, Bang. And uh, let us open up with our opening hymn and sing as unto the Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, the truth, or excuse me, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most we merciful God. We confess that we are by nature simple and We have, have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, God by what we, we have done, done, and by what we, we have, have left undone. undone. We, we have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We, we have not loved not our neighbors as ourselves. ourselves. We, we justly deserve, deserve your presence and eternal punishment. Of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Amen. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Alleluia. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. He is power and might, author and giver of all good things, graft into our hearts the love of your name and nourish us with all goodness, that we may love and serve our neighbor through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
1: good morning the first reading this morning is is from 1st Kings chapter 19 verses 9 through 21 and this can be found in the pew Bible on page 559 Kings 19 beginning with verse 9 there he went into a cave and spent the night And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, But the lord was not in the fire and after the fire came a gentle whisper when elijah heard it he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave the lord said to him go back the way you came and go to the desert of damascus when you get there Anoint Haziel, king over Aram. Also, anoint Jehu, Yehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elijah, son of Chavit, from Abel, Mahola, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Haziel, and Elijah will put to death any who escaped the sword of Yehu. Yea, yet I reserve 7,000 of Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. So Elijah went from there and found Elijah, son of Japheth. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elijah left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Now we will read Psalm 16 verses one through 11 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in You I take refuge. I say, say to the Lord, Lord, You are my Lord. Apart from me, I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is my delight.
2: Those who run after other gods will suffer more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods.
1: Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. Abound in my eyes and follow on me, some places Surely
2: I have a delightful inheritance.
1: I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me.
2: I keep my eyes always on the Lord.
1: Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices; my body also will rest secure. <coughs> you will not abandon the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful
2: seem to care.
1: You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. The epistle is from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 1, and continuing with verses 13 through 25, and this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1815. Galatians 5, 1, and then beginning again with verse 13. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to, so that you are not to do whatever you want. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunken orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live this like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the ninth chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel reading this morning is from St. Luke chapter 9, and the verses are 51 through 62, and they can be found in your pew Bible on page 1611. Luke records, as the time approached for him, to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into the Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. And as they were walking along the road, the man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. He said to another man, follow me, but he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom." of God and still another said i will follow you lord but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family and jesus replied no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of god this is the gospel of the lord praise to you o christ you may be seated will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Excuses is the name of this sermon. Excuses that come at a cost. We've all heard excuses. I dare say all have made excuses, perhaps maybe it was a long time for you, I am taken back to school and the note from mom for missing school. I came upon a report from somebody that was talking about this very thing and it was a list of excuses, they are whoppers, are you ready to hear some of these? Please excuse Josh. For being absent, I forgot to wake him up. And I did not find him until I started making the beds. By that time, it was just much too late for him to go to school. Signed, Josh's mom. John didn't come to school yesterday because he was feeling like he was going to be sick. Thankfully, he wasn't. Third one, please excuse Janet's absence from school. It was, take your daughter to work day. And since I didn't have a job, I made her stay at home and do housework. Another, please excuse Ricky from school yesterday. He spilled gasoline on his stomach, and he was afraid he might explode. Wow. And the last one is this, please excuse Mary. For missing school yesterday. We forgot to get the paper off the porch on Sunday, and when we found it on Monday, we thought it was Sunday. Whoppers. Making excuses is not new. new. It's not a new thing. People even made excuses, as we just heard from the gospel this morning. They were making excuses in Jesus' day, and we know that according to the historical account that Jesus was walking along the road with a group of people and he turned to one of the men and said follow me and the man answered well first let me go and bury my father and that sounds like a reasonable request right perhaps not even an excuse but here's the thing we don't even know if his father was dead and maybe he was saying, Let me go bury my father. And if he wasn't dead, in other words, let me wait until my dad dies before I go off with you. He may have uh, wanted us to, or wanted to wait until his dad died. Jesus answered him, Let the dead bury their own dead. That's pretty harsh. But if you take it in that context, with that kind of a background story, Jesus knew whether or not his father was dead. And perhaps that explains why he said what he said. And he also told him, that you need to go, you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus then turned to another man, we read, in the crowd and said, follow me, and the man answered, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back home and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus did not like this excuse either. He said to him, no man who starts to plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of God I don't know if anyone's laid up rows here uh, before, but in order to to, to, to lay up a row with a tractor, and I would suspect with the oxen it's the same thing, you focus on a point at the end of the field, and you steer right to it. You don't look to the right, you don't look to the left, and you certainly do not turn around and look backwards. It's a lot like driving a car, like teaching my children to ride dirt bikes in the desert. You... Look to where you want to go, because where you look is where you'll go. In the desert, you've heard me say this, there's these things, and they're all over the place. All over the desert, they are there. They're called rocks. And motorcycles don't go over rocks real well. In fact, they tend to stop right there. And so you know that when you're riding it, and you look at that rock, and you focus on it, and I don't want to hit that rock, and bam, you hit the rock. Same principle here. That man was being told by God, Jesus, to look forward, to come with me. Don't look behind. He was calling those who would give up everything. He was calling for people to give up family and friends and their job and follow him. And what he got instead, we heard, is excuses. And you know, Jesus is still calling today. He's saying, follow me. And he's asking, will you follow or will you make excuses? Our Father, when Jesus calls us to follow him, may we never offer excuses. This is a worthy prayer. Instead, Father, may we be willing to give up everything and follow. And we do pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Christ is teaching the hearer that discipleship costs. It comes at a cost. And we should realize this. We know that we should count the cost before we embark on a journey. And we do, don't we? Don't we map it out and we, we count how much it'll cost along the way for our lodging, for our food? Don't we, don't we at least do that? Or at the very least, and this is biblical as well, who starts a building project without counting the cost? Why? Because you might find out in the middle of the project project You can't afford it. So we are called to count the cost. And the truth is, every choice that we make has a cost, doesn't it? Every choice we make comes at a cost. We read, or rather, Miss Jackie read to us from 1 King that Elisha becomes Elijah's attendant. And there was a great cost at least for Elijah, in following God. And so what was that cost? It wasn't in the reading this morning, but just prior to that, the queen, Jezebel, she swore that she would kill Elijah by the next morning. Why? Because Elijah had just had the prophets of Baal killed. She wasn't happy. And Ahab ran to her after this happening and told her all about it, what Elijah had done. And we come into the scene just prior to uh, the reading that that Jackie uh, gave to us. Elijah had begged the Lord to take his life. He was sitting under a juniper tree, and uh, he just said, Let me die. It's hopeless. It was a cost, and it was coming to him quickly and seriously because Jezebel, and she was a gal that got things done. She wanted him dead. There's no hope. But God was good, and God provided for him. And then we see Elijah going to Elisha, and Elisha is plowing a field. Talk about plowing today. And he had business to attend to, plowing the field, leading those oxen. But unlike the men that Jesus encountered in the gospel scripture today, he did not, well, yeah, he did. He made an excuse. Did you hear that? Did you hear what she said? He said to Elijah, he said, let me go and and kiss my mother and my father. And he was rebuked. And so what did he do? He went back to those oxen and he slaughtered them and he fed them to the people. There's a case of burning the ships, kind of like Cortez, any of those that sailed the seas and they got there and they said, burn the ships because we're not going back. That's what he did. He burnt up his ship. He slaughtered those oxen. He fed those people and he went resolutely He didn't say, gee, I'll follow you for a little while, but this doesn't work out. I'm going back to farming. He didn't do that. He followed him resolutely. There was a cost. And he paid it. And he was faithful. We hear also in Scripture, Jesus and his disciples once said, come and see. For I've seen the Messiah, right? And we hear that, come and follow me, has been met with Peter leaving his nets, leaving his father, leaving his business to follow the Lord. So it's possible, but it comes at a cost. The disciples left their worldly occupations and became apprentices of Jesus, and he is calling us today in much the same way. Come and follow me. In fact, he is calling on you every morning that you get up, come and follow me. He is calling you at every moment of the day, come and follow me. Choose. And however, rebellious generations have rejected the prophets, rebellious generations reject the gospel today. They reject Jesus. And for this, there is a cost. Did you hear what I just said? rejecting Jesus and his offer comes at a cost. We look to Paul's letter today for guidance and we read that there is another cost. There is a cost for not following, for not surrendering all. That is the cost. That is the cost of freedom found in Christ. Did you hear that? freedom found in Christ. Freedom. Christ has set you free. He set you free and me free. All who should believe have been set free. We have freedom. What is that freedom? Well, it's not It's not civil freedom or even political freedom. Paul shows us that it's not even freedom to do whatever the heck we want. It's not a list of a bill of rights. It's not a constitution. However, our constitution of these United States, we find that there are certain freedoms, rights that are endowed by our creator. You remember what those are? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Certain inalienable rights that cannot be taken away are given rather they can be taken away, but they can't be given by man. they are given by God, life. Liberty, freedom, freedom in Christ in pursuit of happiness. Our freedom in Christ came at a terrible cost. Christ paid the debt we know this because he paid that debt with his life on that cross, pinned to that cross. Christ did not owe us. He didn't owe me. He didn't owe you. But he paid the debt that I have accrued, that you have accrued, that this world has accrued. He paid it because he loves us. So what freedom does following Christ impart upon the recipient? Does anyone know? Can you guess? Can you, what is that? What is that freedom? Freedom's not just another word for it. no. I won't do that. What is that freedom? Is it life on Easy Street? How's that going for you, Christian? Since you uh, became a child of the Living God, is everything just wonderful? Are you having perfect health, and those that you love have perfect health? And this is it—nonstop party? Is it? All green lights and blue skies for all who believe, is it? Where's the freedom? That's not, that's not what this is about. It's just not those things. That's not what he's giving us. Here's what it is. Are you listening? Here's, here's what this freedom is. Are you ready? The freedom that was purchased by his blood and his body, the freedom that was given to you and me, the freedom that we enjoy, the freedom is freedom from God's righteous wrath. The freedom that we have in Christ is freedom from God's righteous wrath because we know for all have sinned and all fall short. We know that there is not one righteous. No, not one. Well, there was one, the Lamb of God. And he paid our debt, and we are not subject to the consequences of our sin. We are not subject to God's wrath stemming from the original sin that separated God from his creatures, that separated God From all creation, we are experiencing and enjoying freedom now and eternally from the wrath of God by his Son. In Christ comes freedom and relief from bondage. And Paul says, don't go back to that yoke. The freedom that we receive comes in our baptism That freedom that we receive comes in the form of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And the freedom that comes is an inheritance, as a result of an inheritance and an adoption into the family of God. Sonship is given, and slavery has ended. And in the sacrament of the altar, we are given. Not that we give or that we give up. In the sacrament of the altar, we are given grace. Coming to Christ certainly comes at a price. Following Christ comes at a price. And we have to give something up. Listen, what do we give up? We give up our yoke of bondage to sin. And that's what Luther and we should call a glorious exchange. We exchange his righteousness. We give him our sinfulness. And we become and are given the power to be called the children of God. please stand. As we all seek first the kingdom of God, let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father
2: Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, In the of the saints, the forgiveness
3: of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord our Almighty God, Savior, and Counselor, we gather today to praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for enabling us to gather here safely today and to praise your holy name without fear of retribution or persecution from our government or others around us, at least so far. We know that many lives were lost to secure our nation's freedoms over the centuries, but only through your grace have we been successful. Your grace is a rare gift and blessing that you have provided us and we are very grateful lord god almighty but we find ourselves in rough waters today with bigger storm clouds on the horizon from world history and current events we know that our faith and our way of life in this free country is under serious attack but from within our own nation's borders we fear that through our well-meaning ignorance and zeal for political correctness. They we're giving away our individual freedoms as we welcome into our society agnostics, atheists, and Muslims who want to remove you from our governance and then we elect them to lead us. Instead of worshiping you and respecting your commandments, we honor and respect those in our academic information technology and entertainment industries who hate you and anyone who worships you, especially anyone worshiping your only son, Jesus, our Savior. We embrace all of the sins you have forbidden in your commandments, turn them into comedy acts, and then wonder why our society is collapsing. We have invited the wolves into our sheep pen so as to be inclusive and peace-loving. Holy Father, but we now have a cancer growing within the body of our nation. We need help in seeing the wolves among us and in ridding ourselves of their power over us. Holy Spirit, please open our eyes, ears, and hearts to recognize the enemy within and to help us teach our children to recognize the threat that faces them every day through the lies that surround them. We we pray for Christians living in Muslim-controlled countries around the world who are being mass-murdered for their faith in Jesus. Please grant us the wisdom to prevent such evil from gaining a foothold in the United States. We pray for those among us who are facing the earthly loss of loved ones, and for those facing serious illness, as well as those ministering to those who are physically sick, mentally ill, and those in despair. We pray for our president and his family and our nation. At no time in our history have we witnessed such a prolonged and hate filled attack on a national leader by so many narcissistic, privileged, and entitled individuals in our society. We pray that the proud and self righteous be subject to your divine humility. Holy Father, please make your presence known and act to let them know that you are in charge, not them. For the rest of us, we pray for your protection and that you, Holy Spirit, help us to be kind to each other rather than responding to mean-spirited people with anger. We thank and praise you for the gift of friendship. Friends help us bear life's burdens, share what is needed and amplify joyful times. We need friends and we need to be friends to others especially now help us to look outward and help others and not focus so much on ourselves we pray for our pastor Ken and his family and for the members of our congregation and their families please protect us all keep us safe in our travels this summer and restore our souls father we know we complain a lot and ask for much And thank you for tolerating our weak faith when we don't get everything we ask for immediately. Your blessings are so great that we often fail to see them. And even when we do, we soon forget them. And for this, we are truly sorry. We now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Thank you, Lord, for caring so much about us that you listen to all of our prayers all the time, even when we keep asking for the same things. Thank you most especially, Father, for the gift of your Son, our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Won't you play, pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things.
3: Through your goodness you
0: have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have For the the sake sake of him him who gave himself himself for us, us. Jesus Jesus Christ our our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you.
2: And also with you.
0: Lift up your hearts.
2: We lift them to the Lord.
0: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
2: It is right to give him thanks and praise.
0: It is indeed right and salutary that we should At all times and in all places, offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father. Through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us
2: Forever and ever. Amen.
0: We have some visitors today, and I want to let you know that if your confession is that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if you believe the true body and the true blood is is a means of grace, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward. Choices cost. Choosing to follow Jesus costs. And it may cost rebuke from family and friends to you for who you proclaim as Lord and Savior. It may cost that. But if you don't, the cost of those who do not follow Christ Is unbearable. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. him, how firm a foundation.